0: Listening to Radio Owl's Nest. The songs of Martin Page all day, all night, forever. So grab a cup of tea, settle down with us in the Owl's Nest. Well, I hope you've got your cup of tea or your bottle of whiskey or whatever you need to go through another episode of Radio Owls Nest. Hello, hello, hello. This is Martin Page. This is a songwriter's podcast. If you've been here before, you know what it's all about. I play all my old songs every now and then, though, I do play a brand new track. And I'm going to start off with a brand new track. Uh, Some time ago, I played a a rough of what I was working on, a song called You Are My Home. Trevor Thornton, the amazing drummer, played a great rhythm part to my live bass, and it does feel good, and I've done some more work on it. So here it is, a brand new track we're working on called You Are My Home. Now, ladies and gentlemen, that is Trevor Thornton playing live drums with my reggae bass. And we're working on a track called You Are My Home and it's on an album which I'm trying to put together now called Zero at the Bone, working on that now. So I thought I would start the show with a brand new episode with a new song, How Unusual. And I've got to say, I've played all the years, my bass guitar with Trevor Thornton, right back from the early years with CMB. I'm talking about the 70s, but I do think that last recording shows us at our best. Put that in the book. Oh, that sounds creepy. That sounds like wolves howling. My God, my God, my God! Stop, 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 stop! Oh my goodness me, that is much too energetic for me. Uh, This is going to show you what a chameleon I am as a songwriter. You've just heard what I'm doing now, and this is what I did right back in the 80s and 90s. Yes, I was asked by Jive Records to write a song for Samantha Fox, the big chested lady that was in the sun paper back in England. Yes, 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 yes. We all used to look at that. Page three, girl, didn't we? This is, for Samantha Fox, the original demo, Don't Cry Wolf. Songs that fast? My God, my head is spinning. Yes, I wrote a song for Samantha Fox called Don't Cry Wolf. That is the original demo that went to New York and she did record it and put it on her album. At that time in the, uh, I I think it was the 90s. I don't think it was the 80s. I think it was the 90s. Clive Calder, the head of Jive Records, said, You are the man to write for Tom Jones and Samantha Fox. Well, I thought, well, Tom Jones got a big chest. And so, Samantha Fox has a big chest. I should do it. Uh, (laughs) I am the chameleon of songwriting.
1: Here are true facts about the owl. Many owls have asymmetrical ear holes. One is higher than the other. By sensing tiny differences in the delay and volume of sound as it arrives in each ear, the owl is able to create a three-dimensional auditory map of its surroundings. Try riding a bicycle at night and picking up a moving burrito with your feet based on the sound that it makes. That is how an owl do.
0: There's a special song for me, a demo on an album called The Poetry of Collisions, Volume 1. A song called It's No
2: Sacrifice,
0: it's no sacrifice.
2: To blind the light in your eyes And believe your own little white lies And I'm pulling you down Moi E
0: a track called It's No Sacrifice and I featured that on a Um, A demo album I put out called The Poetry of Collisions, Volume 1. And uh, I have fond memories of working on that demo, Um, It's No Sacrifice. It was a time when I was really influenced by the Blue Nile, the Scottish band, Um, and I felt the emotion of what they were writing at that time. And also, in my life, I was going through a bit of turmoil. So when I wrote that song, it meant something to me. So there we go. Uh, A demo from the past, It's No Sacrifice. And there's the moody music. On the last episode, um, I was prompted to not really do a quiz, but to enlighten a few people on some of the things they might not know about me. And they probably don't want to know about me. But I thought it was not a bad idea, really, so we'll do it again. So... (laughs) Here we are, talking about some of the things you don't want to know about me, but I'm going to tell you anyway. And I have to make a nod to a fantastic supporter over all the years I've been on the internet, Joseph Kaczynski. Yes, uh, he said, I missed the quiz. And then they put him in a straight jacket and we don't know what happened to him after that. (laughs) So, Joseph has made me think about a few things I'm going to tell you about that maybe you're interested in. So... I'm a bass player and I was asked a question recently in an interview they said what's the most special moment it's been for you playing the bass guitar? Ah yeah Well the answer is playing bass on uh, Maurice White's first and only solo album Maurice White I played on the first track called Switch On Your Radio which I wrote uh, with uh, Brian Fairweather and Maurice and I'm slapping the bass like a maniac I remember I remember I said to Maurice White, um, surely you're going to have your brother Verdeen play bass on this. And he said, no, nope, no, nope, it's going to be you. He, I played on the demo and he said, I want you to play the bass on it. So pretty amazing for me, uh, starting up all those years back in England, playing in soul bands in Bristol and Oxford in London, to suddenly be with the king of funk and jazz, Maurice White. And he said, play the bass. And I didn't have a bass with me so I had to hire a music man bass because I loved uh, Louis Johnson's playing and I thought if I'm gonna slap the bass all through the song I'm gonna need that bass so my most uh, special moment playing bass guitar is playing on the first track of Maurice White's solo album switch on your radio I did get a lot of blisters on my fingers and uh, the associate producer was a guy called Robbie Buchanan and he made me play that track over and over and over again and I needed the volume right up real loud and my partner Brian Fairweather said that's how that was the way you played live bass we had to put the speakers up so loud so that I could perform I stood up and I performed it like a live performance but that is my best and most memorable live bass performance and uh, somebody asked me what's your most disappointing moment in music well there's loads of them thousands of them yes millions of them but i remember when i wrote the song me morena uh, josh groban was gonna record it and put it on his uh, album but it didn't go on to the main album it went on to the special edition the main album went right through the roof and the special edition with extra tracks that had me morena on it um did not explode and i thought what a shame what a shame we were so near and actually josh groban loved the song i do remember that um the problem was that uh, david foster the main producer for the album said key change we need a key change and i was not into a key change and neither was josh at the end of the project so me morena i thought was a really solid straight uh, pop song and we didn't have to go through one of those dramatic key changes is that maybe Celine Dion does with uh, David Foster so I stood my ground and the song did not go on to the main album (laughs) so there it is Uh, thank you uh, Joseph again for prompting the noggin Uh, that was one of the most disappointing uh, moments in my career but there are zillions of them I'll have have you you know know, this uh, cost me a lot of cash a lot of money to bring in a fantastic trumpeter that actually uh, plays with the Scottish Dragoon Guards to uh, herald something rather special. It is rather special, I think. It sounds like Elizabeth I is about to come through town. Some glorious, glorious is about to happen. Well, it's not quite as grand as that. This is, though, quite special. It is the first demo we ever did of a song for Q-Feel. My yes, God. <laughs> the Sun King has come. Uh, Yes, this was a song called Doctor on the Radio. Maybe a few of you out there know about this. This was before Dancing in Heaven, our first hit that brought us to America. This is the original. Ah, I've got to whisper. It's so important to me. Okay. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) There are spies outside. This is the cassette demo of our first ever single called Doctor on the Radio. Made in my little flat in uh, Islington in uh, London. I even used the dial tone from the phone that was uh, in the flat. And uh, we did a four-track demo, uh, Brian and myself, on a TIAC four-track machine. Just uh, Brian and myself, and this was the era of uh, the Buggles and uh, all kinds of quirky music and Elvis Costello and uh, reggae and ska that was happening in London. Anyway, this is the demo, and if you have any problems out there, make sure that you call Doctor on the radio.
2: (laughs) Welcome to Problem Hour. Thanks for calling us. In just a moment, you'll be on the air. What seems to be the problem, kid? I don't know if I'm coming out.
0: My goodness (laughs) I gotta laugh. A heavy breather hmm Yes, that's the original demo of our first ever single made on uh, Jive Records. I think it was the first ever record on uh, Jive Records. Oh, 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 00001, something like that. Flock of Seagulls were after us. And um, it's, it's incredible to hear that. Uh, I, I hope you appreciate that the doctor on the radio is trying to help you uh, and heal you. And it sold five copies in France, I'm told. Yes, five copies. Wow. But that's where it all started. Um, you have to remember, In that period, it was um, a lot of Lena Lovage. There was the Tom Dolby and Scar and the beat. There was that feeling in London that uh, Scar beat was uh, really happening and so we were sort of linking on to whatever was actually vibing as songwriters. After that we did Dancing in Heaven which was techno. How can you believe that? I mean that was another huge leap into a different uh, arena for us but uh, this song actually got us the publishing deal with Ralph Simon and Clive Calder. I remember going uh, out with this demo to lots of publishers in London around the uh, actually the end of the 70s early 80s. Chrysalis were very very interested in us a guy called Steve Howard wanted to sign us so that didn't happen but then Jive Records Ralph Simon uh, made me turn up at the record company at 7:30 now for a musician 7:30 in the morning no. and uh When I turned up at 7.30 in the morning, he said, you must be dedicated. I played him this rough demo and he said, I'm going to sign you and you are going to be a band. Uh, Not only songwriters like Holland, Dozier, Holland, Motown. You're going to be artists and also you're going to be in tight fit. (laughs) We were never really in tight fit, but they were developing this new band. um, And we were going to be the players, tight fit session musicians. So, Doctor on the Radio was a very special song to uh, launch uh, me and Brian into the musical world back in London in the late 70s. And, P.S., check out the bass player. That's me. I think there's a lot of potential there. I was really playing quite well in those days. And Brian uh, Fairweather playing that scar guitar on his Black Les Paul. Pretty amazing. Listen to the rhythm and all the parts. Because, really, we were just a three-piece in a sense. Uh, he did a lot What a player. This is a song called Halo. The intro to the album A Temper of Peace. It's joined to the song Washing of the Heart. I wanted to play you just Halo.
2: So safe under your head, those your father's words you speak, the strong will break the weak. You wear the uniform of hope and tie the hand.
0: Mine called A Temper of Peace. I remember I was using a DX7 II to get all those uh, low notes and to get the atmosphere going. I remember sending this to uh, PJ Moore of uh, the Blue Nile in Scotland and he said, What my god, this feels like analog keyboards. It feels really like chariots of fire, and I was very pleased to hear that. The origin of the song really is a basis is about um, how we lift people into unreal places. We put halos on the heads of people that don't deserve halos. We've seen that in politics. We've seen that uh, many times. Halo from A Tempera Peace.
1: Here are true facts about the owl. Baby owls are called owlets and they look like a cotton ball that grew a face and legs. Owlets are born without flight feathers, and because they are vulnerable, they camouflage themselves as Muppets.
0: Now, in the 80s, I had a a pretty good reputation. So the publishers were sending me, and the record companies were sending me, all of their artists to say, give us a hit, give us a hit. And from London, they sent me a lad in 1986 called Chris Sutton, and he sounded amazing. He was signed to Polyodore Records in England, and he reminded me of the great soul vocals of Alison Moyet uh, of Yazoo, and, um, it, and, and also George Michael. He had such a great um, tone about him, and uh, they sent him to my house, and uh, <laughs> I was just supposed to meet him that day, but we said, he said, let's have a go. And I liked his character, um, a big tall lad like me, good looking boy. Uh, Not like me. Um, And uh, (laughs) he just had such a vitality and great spirit. He was going to make the record in America with uh, the great producer Dennis Lambert, who did a lot of great soul uh, uh, productions and writing, Night Shift, Commodores, all that, and worked on the Starship We Built the City project. So we knew there was a great producer and people around him. And I believe they thought they were going to break him in America, then uh, then break him in England after. Uh, He had a great little manager, uh, a guy uh, whose father, I think, was Don Black or a great songwriter. I think it was Don Black or Black. I know the I know the last word was Black. And he was a great writer from the past. Um, but they were great mates, like I was a great friend, and uh, with my manager, Diane Poncher. So I thought the structure of this uh, guy's career looks really strong. So let's go for it. I had my little 8-track Fostech set up in my living room. I'd only been in L.A. Uh, for quite a short time. I had a very cheap microphone and uh, a Jupiter 8 a keyboard, one keyboard and a drum machine and I thought well he's here Um, he's as tall as me let's have a go so we started to write some songs and they went at super speed we wrote three songs I think in a day and a half Every time I played a chord, he found a melody. Every time I changed into a different chord progression, he found another melody. Every time I went into a middle eight, he found another melody. And every time I said, this is a groove, he found a title. So here is the rough. And please forgive uh, the roughness of this demo because it happened so fast. You had to capture it in the moment. Here's a demo with Chris Sutton called Get Your Hands Off Mine. (laughs) Chris Sutton with me in my little uh, house on Crescent Heights, uh, a place I was renting. Uh, Right uh, about the beginning of of the 80s, actually. In LA. It was a rented house, and uh, my living room was made into a, yes, a Foztex 8-track studio. Chris Sutton arrived, and he had such a vibe. He's an enigma. Enigma! Look on the internet. Uh, It's hard to find out about him now, but my God, I've worked with so many people, and when he came into my living room, and we worked for a day and a half... It was so creative, and he had every potential under the sun to be a great star. I don't know what went wrong. Maybe it's working with me. (laughs) (laughs) That's probably it. But I'll tell you something. If you listen to the record he made in America, it's very slick. And you listen to the demos we're doing, it's just vital. And I think if he'd made a record that was just vital and had that demo vibe to it, it would have been powerful. Anyway, for all of you Sherlock Holmes, if you look for the album by Chris Sutton, I think it's called Chris Sutton, um, you're going to find two of my songs on there. Very slick, and I'm going to play you some more demos, maybe down the line, but uh, if you are at all as Sherlock Holmes, it will be interesting to look for the career of Chris Sutton. I found him to be a great talent. <laughs> the Owls! I wonder why I called this uh, podcast radio show... The Owl's Nest, um, but <laughs> probably because uh, Radio Luxembourg I used to listen to really late at night, and I thought, it's uh, it's like owl music. I don't know, it sounds crazy, doesn't it? But it's night music. Um, I'm going to play you now a song that we talked about a little bit earlier, Me Morena. It's on my album In the Temple of the Muse, and uh, every now and then you write a song that you know. You know, you feel it in your bones that it has something quite uh, unique about it so let me play it to you now mi morena <laughs>
2: Sunny dancing in the rain, holy water. Shining like a silver.
0: favourite songs that I've ever written. I think a songwriter possibly has his top five of songs he's written and uh, Me Morena is definitely, for me, in there. And I'm reminded that uh, Jimmy Webb, that brilliant songwriter, said uh, one time in Rolling Stone magazine that These Dreams was in his top ten. I'll never forget that. It was a song that he wished he had written. I am (laughs) honoured. That signifies, everybody... (coughs) (laughs) Yes, it signifies that this is quote of the month. I know you've been waiting. You've been waiting for a whole month to hear me uh, recite some wisdom words. Now, you may have heard this before because it's so good. I may have uh, (laughs) read this out in one of the episodes uh, before. But it's so good, we're going to do it again if we did it before. Anyway... Sit down carefully, concentrate, come on, breathe deeply, here it comes. It is essential sometimes to go into retreat, to stop everything that you have been doing, to stop your beliefs and experiences completely and look at them anew, not keep on repeating like machines. Whether you believe or do not believe, you should let fresh air into your minds. And that comes from Krishnamurti. Oh, we are done. This is a demo I wrote with Bernie Taupin called Love Russ, recorded by Starship. Where
2: are you now? Somewhere on the highway. Probably checked into some low rent road. Surfers back in San Francisco, you tell your landlord you'll be home by June. But what about me, girl, back in California? What about the blue-eyed boy you called a child? i time drowning in your life love frost when it rains on romance. Thunder rose in on a clear blue day. We used to shine like the eye of a diamond, but something happened when the weather changed.
1: in the clouds
2: Your heart was moving while my heart stood still Love for us when it rains on romance Thunder rose in on a clear blue day We used to shine like the eye of a diamond when the weather changes Oh, I love us When it rains a moment Else don't tear on this empty heart It cracks the window Where I used to watch you Down by the shore Standing in the dark Oh, I love Rains of romance Thunder rolls in on a clear blue day We used to shine like the eye of the diamond But something happened when the weather changed Something happened when the weather changed
0: Brilliant lyrics from Bernie Taupin. That's the demo of Love Russ, an eight-track demo, and I recently mastered it again through a Fusion, SSL Fusion box that I put into my home studio. And I thought, oh, yes, this sounds pretty good. Now, when you listen to the uh, actual track on Knee Deep in the Hoopla that contained We Built the City as well, um, Grace Lickin and, and Mickey Thomas, they keep on trading vocals. And I think they make it their own song uh, about San Francisco. Anyway, I wanted to play that to you because I thought the demo, the demo. Has some magic to it. Now, Peter Wolf, the producer of the Starship record, Knee, knee Deep in the Hoopla, uh, he came from Zappa's band, so he had a great, great musical knowledge. And I think when he listened to my demo, he thought, yes, I think I can portray all those strange chords into a kind of classical and rock piece. So thank you, Mr. Peter Wolf and this brings us to the end of this show yeah what a series uh i've been going for a few years now and uh, i'm very proud of that actually that i've got the consistency to go on and on and on uh, i want to thank you you our heads you our heads are the best listening to my radio shows my podcast here for all songwriters and all you songwriters and good people it remains for me to say look after the animals just look after the animals i believe my supporters are tuned in to look after the animals i shall see you again in the owl's nest bye bye